Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Uh, We have two very special guests, Gary and Jennifer Scott. Gary and Jennifer have been with our church, United Faith, for over 19 years. They have served as our Celebrate Recovery leaders, pastors for the past 13 years. And they've also, um, Gary is an elder and Jen is um, our outreach director. So thank you both for joining me today. You are welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So what S- Sunday, I knew I was going to wrap up this series on developing a strong mind. And Sunday uh, was Celebrate Recovery Takeover Service. And what you guys spoke about went along perfectly with what we've been talking about. And also in your ministry, a lot of it, in Celebrate Recovery is about restoring the soul, I feel like, with the step studies and the ministry itself. I mean, because we're a new creature in Christ in our spirit, but our soul needs to be renewed. Absolutely. And in step study, you know, um, they go through, it takes about a year and they really have to dig deep Um, into exactly what it is the Lord is revealing within themselves that they need to work on to achieve that growth. Well, one of our scriptures, you know, we talk about, um, I think one of our scriptures that we've gone over is in Proverbs where he says, or in Psalms, where he says, search me and know me and reveal anything within me and lead me into the way of truth. And I know I'm probably adding a few verses, combining a few, but that's the gist of it. I don't have it right in front of me. Um, but that's an important part because he will show us, but then we've, we've got to do the work. Absolutely. And so, you know, what we, uh, that verse, we use that in, in our celebrate recovery. It's in, it's all over the lessons and everything. And, um, we have a daily inventory and we have to check each day, Lord, search me, show me what it is that I need to work on. Show me um, what it is that I need to do so that I can grow closer to you. So what is inventory? I remember someone talking about inventory one day to me. It was someone that had actually gone through a step study. And um, I was curious, what, what exactly is an inventory? Say for someone who's they're asking the Lord to reveal to them the things in their life that they need to change. What would an inventory look like? Uh, inventory is looking back through your life or even to yesterday, if you're doing a daily inventory. But uh, uh, we do moral inventory. We do spiritual inventory, part one and part two, and we do a plain old inventory. And what you do is any hurts, resentments, fears, or people in your past, that may have caused these things is you 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 have five categories and one is uh the person the cause which is what they did the effect it had on your life uh i can't remember the other one but then the last one is my part and sometimes we don't ever look at our part we're so busy blaming everybody else now if you come from an abusive situation we always say you had no part in that right but the way you respond to things is your part 
so once people list all this stuff out, they start to see, okay, I was in a horrible situation with their, with this person and they did this, this, and this, but I also did this and I also said this. That's what inventory is all about. Wow. I mean, that's important. That's important to be honest before the Lord. It, it talks about over in Hebrews 4 where we come to the Lord completely naked and unashamed, but we ask him for good help in our time of need. So I think that's what that is, is we're, we're completely honest. We're, we're humbling ourselves before the Lord, but it says that when we humble ourselves, we receive grace, but when we have pride, he resists us. So probably part of that is being humble enough to say, I had a part in some of this, you know, like you said, if there's abuse, like as a child, but two, how did you respond moving forward as an adult? What, you know, what did, what did you do? I can share this with you. Uh, a few years ago, I was going through Greenwood Bible College. Now the blue, uh, I was, and I'd already forgiven one of my mom's ex-boyfriends just for the way he treated her for years. And I started getting visions back, just out of the blue, of the things he would do, right? And I knew it wasn't a condemning type. I knew it was from the Lord. I knew it wasn't from the enemy. So I, I pulled Don McGee aside and I said, hey, listen, I'm going through all this stuff. Why? I've already forgiven this man for everything he's done. I've, I've forgiven him for years. He goes, but what have you ever said about him to other people? What is your part in it? What, what have you called him? How bad? I said, well, you know, you got a good point. So he walked me through a little prayer and just basically said, Lord, forgive me for what I've said against so-and-so and how bad I've talked to him and even maybe even smeared him in front of other people. And I said that prayer two or three times and the Lord completely released me from that. And I have not had any, anything like that since that's renewing your mind. Wow. That's really good. You know, there's a scripture in Hebrews and I've always read it one way where it says, um, that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, but one translation uh, reads this way. It says, as for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. And I think those wounds that pierce us can cause us to then fall into these sins. And he's telling us, let go of it and run your race, you know, look forward. So at Celebrate Recovery, you know, the lessons that we do in step study, we also do in the whole group in Celebrate Recovery, um, as well as we, we do other lessons that show, um, show that in the word, you know, uh, and, and, and take it a little deeper, right? Um, and so that really gives people that aren't doing a step study that first glimpse of those things, you know, of allowing the Lord to search me, helping me to see, you know, where I'm at in my inventories, you know, Lord, show and reveal in, in me the things that I need to work on. Um, and then just as they start to open up like that in our whole group, then when they get into step study, we, we can go so much deeper and it's build such a bond, uh, with the men's group and the women's group that, um, it's just unbelievable the the work that the Lord does in their lives. Well, one thing that you guys always mention is that 
Celebrate Recovery is not just for people that have struggled in addiction, but and I'll let you say it because you say it so well, but we all have these things, everyone, because sin hasn't, it says everybody has sinned and we know that sin causes damage. You know, whether, you know, whatever area or however great or small, sin causes damage to our soul. So we all have these things that we need to be renewed to the truth. Satan has spoken lies to all of us. We believed things that aren't true. We've brought them into our homes and lives. Um, but what is it that you say exactly? So celebrate recovery is for all hurts, habits, and hangups. And um, as we pointed out, uh, I think at church on Sunday, everyone has had a hurt, you know, or suffered a loss. Um Anything that has negatively affected them, whether they have um, anxiety or fear or any of those would be something that would fit along the lines of Celebrate Recovery. Um, And it's also about um, not just those hurts, habits, and hangups. So a lot of times people may have struggled from a hurt uh, and it caused a habit. So like you said before, uh, it's not just about drugs and alcohol. Most of the cases that we've seen with people, myself, my husband, there was a hurt there before, and they used drugs or alcohol to try to cover that up. And that was part of the denial from the enemy. Um, And so that's not really the root. Uh, That was just what they used to try to make it through that hurt, they used a habit. It was the lie. And that habit can be a lot of different things. I mean, we can be overachievers, workaholic. I mean, it's like some things you look at and you're like, oh, that's not a bad thing. But if if it's responding to a hurt, if it's how you respond to a hurt instead of letting the Lord heal it, it's not a good thing for your life. I mean, it needs to be healed. Um, there's a scripture and then I'm going to let you guys talk a little bit about what you did on Sunday, but I thought this was really good because sometimes it'll talk about our soul being a wall, you know, it's the wall to our inner man, to, to who we are, to our spirit. Our soul is supposed to be that thing, you know, that we renew and establish and strengthen because that's what we've been talking about. Gird up the loins of your minds with strength and with truth. Um, and that way, that's where the battlefield is. So when that's strong, the enemy can't come against us. And we know that walls, um, good, good walls are our defense system against the enemy, what he throws our way. But when walls have been broken down, when our soul's been damaged, um, then it feels like just anything can come in. You know, that's when life really begins to break down. But this scripture, Isaiah 58, 12 says, in your cities, which were destroyed long ago, will be built again. You will set up the stones of the bases of the old buildings, and you will be called the one who builds again those broken walls and who makes the streets on which people live like new. And that's what I hope people hear today, that maybe they have broken down walls. Maybe you have a hurt habit or hang up that this is really bringing to light, and you're realizing that your habits are responding to a hurt. God wants you to and help you rebuild those walls and there to be life again where things have seemed to to die. Um, so 
moving into what you were talking about Sunday, you were talking about the word of God and how it we can transition and we grow. And we know that, that we grow and we grow in understanding knowledge and strength. But can you share with us a little bit about that? We have we have a few minutes left. And if you can just share with us about um, what the word is to be in our life. So, you know, I told the story about my husband uh, who bought my first Bible. And when I first read the Bible, when I started reading it, it was really just a window as I was looking into um the world that the Lord wanted to show me. But as I grew deeper in that walk and that relationship with Jesus, he started to reveal people in the word. And I began to see my life as a mirror um, through the lives that the of the people the Lord chose. And then as I as I really start to um I'm a little bit of a nerd so as I was digging in and, and reading all the things at the bottom of the of the pages, you know, all the studying, and uh, I, I bought in and I really stepped through that sliding glass door. You know, we spoke to um, the uh, Dr. Bishop and her, she was the mother of multicultural literature and a professor. And, you know, she had said that books were like that for for children. And, but the Lord just revealed to me how his book was like that in my life. And once I stepped through that sliding glass door, once I, I began to walk in his promises, my life has been completely changed. And then Gary even uh, expanded on that. So Gary, do you want to share with us? I know you, you're just one, um, you flow. So whatever's on your heart right now, if you'll just share that about what we're talking about or whatever's coming up on the inside of you, just have at it. I was really thinking while you were talking and going through that scripture about, and when we're talking about hurts and habits and hangups and traumas that happen in people's lives. And sometimes we have no choice over the trauma that comes in our life. It's like sitting in your living room and a car just drives through your living room. You had no choice in that. And things can happen as a child and stuff like that. And you may, you may choose different avenues to try to self-medicate or to overcome those traumas. But we, we were talking Sunday about renewing the mind. And there's only one way to renew your mind, and that is to line it up with the Word of God. And the only way you can do that is to get into the Word of God and feed on it and read it and study it and follow it out. Uh, <clears throat> I know we were talking about the the Bible becoming a sliding glass door. Well, first of all, you have to open that sliding glass door. Second of all, you have to walk into it. And third of all, you have to shut it behind you and you have to stay in it. If you want to renew your mind and you want to change the way you've been thinking, you stay on the other side of that wall. You stay on the other side of that sliding glass door and you don't turn around and walk back through for any reason. It doesn't matter. You will see healing you will start to think different, talk different, walk different, act different. You will start to look at people through a lens of love like you've never looked at people before. Um, I look at, I was talking to Pastor Austin one day, and I told him, you know, those old-time jewelers had them lenses they could pop down in front of their glasses. And that's the way I, I look at it now when I see people is I try to fly, push that lens of love down and look at them through that lens of love. And that's what you learn through the Word of God. 
when you renew your mind, you can't help but love people and look at them differently and you talk to them differently. And your walk should match your talk. If your walk is not matching your talk, then you're not storing it. You're not, you're not researching it and feeding on it. You're just reading it. You haven't stepped through that door and shut it behind you. Oh, man, that's good. You know, God's word, it says it's, his word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it divides between the intents and the thoughts of the heart and that it's the only thing that can separate the soul and spirit of man. So when you're talking about that, it is so true. He will do a work in you, precision work that only he can do. And there have been times that I didn't know what was wrong. You know, I didn't know exactly what was going on inside of me, but I knew it wasn't lining up with the word of God. And I just invited him in. And then, of course, you have to get the, the only reason that I knew that something wasn't right is because it wasn't matching up with what God's word said. I wasn't experiencing the peace that he said I should experience or whatever that fruit of the spirit was. It wasn't matching up. And so I knew something had to change. But he'll come in like a surgeon and do the work. And we don't know what the surgeon's doing when we have surgery. We just know that when we wake up, something has changed, you know? So it's that his word is medicine and it's health to all our flesh. Yeah, we also uh, really, really focused on the Holy Ghost. And because you, we can set goals to study our Bible every day and to really, really learn it. And, but we grow weary. And, and the word says that he will bring back to remembrance the word that is stored in you. So... If it's not stored in you, he can't bring it back to remembrance. So we do it under the power of the Holy Ghost. Man, we pray before we read it. We pray after we're done. We're, Lord, just help me store this. And I think it's what you said, you grow, you grow weary. Do it even when you don't feel like it, you know, even when you can't. I, I've heard people say this, well, I really don't, I, I can't really um, tell a difference or, you know, the, just, I don't understand it, or there's a lot of different things, but if you'll commit, you know, um, one guy I did a podcast with Joey Roberts, he was talking about how he didn't like sushi when he first met his wife, but she liked sushi. sushi and he said, I developed a taste for it. And, you know, the more you feed on something, the more that you'll develop a taste for that. Um, we can go over to another country and things that we've never had before. We're like, ah, no, thank you. I can't wait to get back home. But if that was part of our daily diet, we would begin to develop a taste for it and then actually crave it. You know, so it's just doing the work, doing the things every day that we know to do. And so when we do those things, it makes it just reminds me about the rejoicing the heart. And how we spoke about that, John 15, 11 says, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. The world, there are going to be things in the world. There are going to be hurts. There's going to be pain and loss and frustration and anger and, you know, grief. There's going to be times that you're feeling alone, but. The word says that your joy may be full and he's so good and he's so faithful that no matter what's going on around in your life, he will give you the ability. The word gives you the ability to choose joy. 
Thank you both so much. That was beautiful. That when it says that we're to gird our our minds up with strength and truth. When you said that, it was like, "Hello, the joy of the Lord is my strength." You know, he he will give us that that joy so that our joy may be full. Um, thank you both so much. I this was rich. I knew it would be. I knew it was going to be so good. I appreciate you guys, and I'm so thankful for you. And hopefully y'all come back. Maybe? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, Join us next week. We're going to start a whole new series for the month of September. I hope you have a blessed day, and I will talk to you next week.